Here we go, episode three of Fired Up with Jake and John. I'm WTOP's John Doman. And I'm WTOP's Mike Jakaitis, also known as Jake. Yes, you are the Jake in this show. And, and this week we're talking about something that you and I have both had to deal with, uh, not recently, obviously, but something that you and I, and, and I'm sure lots of bachelors out there, or people that you know were bachelors once upon a time, did have to mess with, and that's figuring out how to, how to smoke and grill when... You don't have a backyard yeah, to do that with. Exactly. And we both married up, just for full disclosure. So, Hey, hey, you, you speak for yourself on that one, buddy. And oh, come on. You outkicked your coverage. I've seen your wife. Well, hey, I'm, yeah. No, I'm going to stop now before I get in any more trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, living in a condo, there's so many rules and regulations. You cannot have a smoker on the balcony. So I wound up doing a lot of things in the oven. Right. No, that's that's one of the things, especially in an urban area like this one, you you don't always have that backyard or if you're on a balcony, you know, you can't really, you're not really supposed to do that on a balcony. No, no grills, no smokers. Right. And, and I certainly wasn't going to risk that when I was living in a, in a place. That, and in fact, I, you know, one of the last apartments I lived in didn't have a balcony for me to even do that with anyway. So, right. and some of those community grills kind of gross. <laughs> right, right. That's the last thing you want to do is, is put any of the food that you're going to eat on some of those rusted metal grates out there. Especially right now you could have barbecue cicadas. Ugh. Yeah, no. <laughs> Pass on that. Thank, thank God I missed that a couple of weeks ago when, when they had the chocolate-covered cicadas in here. I was so glad I wasn't in the newsroom for that. Oh, I did it. I volunteered. I saw that. and It wasn't bad. It really wasn't. I'm not going to believe oh, you on you that. You should do it. If there's one, if there's one, if I, oh, you know what? If I can find one next podcast, you're going to do it. No, I won't. <laughs> come on. Nope, definitely oh, not. Come on, man up. Definitely not. Nope, <laughs> right. nope, nope, nope. All right, fine. Anyway, so going back to, to that apartment living, that single guy mm-hmm. stuff, you eat a lot of crap. And drink a lot of crap. <laughs> well, you still drink a lot of crap now. <laughs> hey, I'm doing better at that. But th- that was one of the topics that we were uh, asked to deal with is, is how to do that in an urban setting when, mm-hmm. when you don't have all that. And one of the guys that I figured had a good answer for that was Rob Sonderman. He's the pit master at the Federalist Pig. Uh, he's a guy that lives in the city has experience having to do that in small apartments where he didn't have the backyard grill to be able to fire up. And so where did I meet him? Of course, was on the Fedmobile in Hyattsville. It's Right now they're working on a brick-and-mortar spot, but right now they have this uh, giant barbecue trailer that sits in a parking lot along Route 1 in Hyattsville. So I joined him inside. We talked outside just about how to do that sort of barbecue, that smoking thing that we like to do when you don't have all the amenities available to yourself in the backyard. And he had some pretty good ideas. Yeah, I missed that one because I got stuck doing my regular day job as afternoon producer and I could not get away. Yeah, that's that's one of the, uh, the, the I guess, the benefits of working in the early mornings. I was able to go talk to him about that. And here's what he had to say. If you don't have a backyard, um, I would I would maybe get something like some wood chips or some wood pellets, like for a pellet grill, and get like a cast iron pan on the stove, get those wood pellets kind of ripping, and then put your brisket right in the oven with those wood pellets on that cast iron pan, and don't open that oven for a couple of hours so that you don't set off your uh, uh, smoke alarm in your apartment and get everyone pissed off at you. So I've definitely done that before myself. Um, actually, on when I lived in an apartment on 8th Street, I had a little, uh, like a big Amazon delivery box that I had a little, uh, just a little electric burner coil and put a cast iron pan with some wood chips on it and I smoked a duck for uh, Christmas one year outside, like out on our little, little tiny porch in an Amazon box. I'm a little bit more uh, creative as it comes to smoking than most people are, but 
Yeah, yeah. no, that's that's what we're looking for because I mean, some people, you know, they only have the one bedroom apartment. Um, they might want that smoke flavor. So you're saying throw the wood right on the pan and just let it burn up a little bit? Yeah, I mean, obviously be careful and make sure you're uh, doing the best you can to be safe, but that does work. Um, I've done it before. As long as you're not letting it get too billowy. Another way to kind of uh, keep it from getting too crazy on the smoke is a little cast iron pan. The wood chips are in there, kind of let it go, and then cover it with a piece of aluminum foil and poke a few holes in it, and then throw it in the oven like that, and it'll kind of allow the smoke to creep out a little bit slower. Um, so that'll get you close there. I I don't, obviously, like, if you're doing something like pulled pork, you know, in a crock pot, a little bit of liquid smoke. I don't really like to recommend liquid smoke just because I think that that's, like, the crutch of every barbecue sauce on the shelf and a lot of kind of faux cue kind of barbecue places. So I don't use it personally, but in a pinch, it, like, a drop of it, does kind of get you a decent kind of smoke flavor, but if you can't get the real thing, sometimes it's okay to just not have it and maybe just do some nice carnitas or something, get some nice chilies and do a little bit more of a Mexican influence thing than trying to fake barbecue when you can't really do it all the way, but how much those wood, are a couple of my tips. How much wood are we talking about inside the pan? Just I'm like, talking about like a handful of wood chips or a hand, you know, a cup or two of wood chips or wood pellets. And all the uh, all the Home Depots and the Lowe's and those guys all have endless supplies of different kinds of wood chips and wood pellets now. You can get little bags, you can get big bags. Amazon carries them, you know, from pecan to apple to hickory to oak to maple. All of them are great choices. They all have their slightly different flavor profiles. But, you know, as far as a good straightforward wood, I really love oak. It's got like a pretty clean, not too overpowering flavor. Um, but the fruit woods tend to have a little bit more of a lighter smoke profile and a little bit more of a sweeter aroma. So something like pork or chicken kind of works well for that. All right, that's some pretty good advice for doing it indoors because Lord knows I've I've tried it before and, and I didn't do what he said. And, and some of my stuff, some of the stuff I've done over the years in the crock pot and everything like that is pretty good. Sometimes it's been a disaster. Yeah, I had a very, very expensive mistake with brisket. A $50 mistake. I wound up with brisket jerky. Brisket jerky. That's, yeah, that's cooked, not how it's supposed to go. Cooked it too long, too high temperature, and I managed to sort of save it. I just braised it in some kind of liquid the next day and came out okay. <laughs> not great, but I had to eat that $50 mistake. You know, I, I used to be of the mantra that any way you cook a, uh, a set of ribs is going to be a really good way, and then I did it in the crock pot. I just like threw a bunch of spices and probably some barbecue sauce on it and just let it sit in the crock pot all day. And so you had rib soup. It, oh man, yeah, it was really greasy, really disgusting, and, and Lord knows my stomach did not like the way that it came out afterwards. Now, now, that being said, I have done ribs in the oven, and okay, look, it's not the same as smoking it, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't half bad. And, and look, pulled pulled chicken out of a smoke out of a uh, a slow cooker crock pot thing yes. actually comes out really well. You just throw some some dressing, some seasonings. You let that cook for several hours. Pull it apart with some tongs, and you're going to have some delicious sandwiches. Yeah, and you can do pork butt in the oven. I mean, I mean the same techniques. You, again, you're not going to probably get that bark or that smoky flavor, but, I mean, it's it's pretty darn good. 
So that, that's something that we also address with Stephen Reichlin. He's the host of Project Smoke on PBS. He's got a lot of books out there. Project Smoke is a cookbook I use still today because Lord knows anytime I get an idea about cooking something in the smoker, he's already covered it in that book. He's got a new book out that's called How to Grill Vegetables. This is a guy that knows pretty much everything there is to know about cooking indoor, outdoor, and however you want to do it. Oh, yeah, he was great. I mean, he had a plethora of knowledge. I mean, we just asked him question after question. And, and I remember, I think you had to extend our Zoom time. We went, we went over our limit. Yeah, well, and, and that's why that's why he's got the show on PBS and, and, and why we're in here doing it this way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a pork shoulder, you can certainly do a pork shoulder in your oven. And if you use that Kansas City smoke rub I was talking about, uh, there's also, I have another little cheat. It's a little hack where you... Uh, you add a few drops of liquid smoke to melted butter, and you use that as a basting mixture while you're cooking in the oven. Uh, and then you serve it with a barbecue sauce. You rind, it's not barbecue, because it's baked, you know, it's a roast, roast pork shoulder, but uh, it would be uh, very satisfying to many people. Now, we do know some of you out there do have access to a backyard. You probably have a grill. You just didn't spend the money on, a, on an extra smoker as well. You're not out of luck. You can still smoke even if you have a grill, whether it's a charcoal grill or a gas grill, there are ways to do it. Yeah, I did it too. I, I bought before I had my smoker. I had a um, I had a gas grill, and I well, I still have a gas grill, but then I bought a smoker box, and I used a smoker box to smoke some ribs, and yeah, it, it worked. The smoker box is certainly an option out there. Uh, my neighbor's uh, planning on getting one for his grill because he's realizing that just having one smoker isn't always enough, and something I can attest to. And I don't know where are you on that yet. Yeah, getting there. <laughs> so, hey, look, sometimes it's a lot of fun to have different ways to smoke something, different options. Anyway, something that uh, we talked about with Stephen Reichlin as well is, is how to how to smoke with your grill using the indirect heat and things like that. So let's let's hear what he had to say about that. If if you just have a grill but you're you're thinking about doing it this way, he's got some advice on how you can sort of get the get that trial going and get the, the flavor of that smoke, even though you're cooking with fire. Exactly. There's a lot of techniques involved. So direct grilling, here's the fire, food directly over the fire. And you would direct grill a steak, a chop, a burger, a thin fish filet, uh, uh, garlic bread, anything you know that cooks quickly. Uh, for indirect grilling, if you wanted to cook a whole chicken, let's say, or a pork shoulder, you couldn't direct grill it, right? Because the outside would burn, the inside would still stay raw. So if you imagine if you're on a charcoal grill, you build your, you rake your hot coals out to the sides and you cook your food in the center next to or between the coals, not directly over the coals, with the grill lid closed. So that converts your grill into a sort of oven, uh, which if you add wood chips to the coals, then becomes sort of a hot smoker. Uh, it's a fantastic way to cook uh, larger cuts of meat, tougher cuts of meat. Of course, the hardest part of doing it on the grill, especially if you're doing it the indirect smoking method where you have some charcoals or, or whatever lit up, is the fire maintenance. That's the hardest part. And, and have, you, have, you have to constantly watch it. That's constantly. What, that, that's why I have a gas grill right now. We have electric grills. Yes, I'm still looking for another grill. I may want to go the charcoal route. There's something to be said about just setting the temperature Going inside, watch the game. Yeah, it's, it's very easy, very convenient. I have played a, a, around a lot with the charcoal smoking of late and, and getting that temperature just right. I mean, a lot of times I'm just to the point where I'm just trying to keep it hot. So, so the fire maintenance is going to be the part that you really struggle with. If you're not an Eagle Scout, it's going to be something that can just be uh, a lot of trial and error involved because you got to worry about air flows and, and, and you know, wind gusts and things like that. 
whether you're going to have the the wood or just yep. charcoal. There's a lot of different things you have to take into account. It takes a lot of a lot more maintenance. Right, and also you have you know possibility of ashes you know flying and possibly burning your deck down. You know you got there's a lot of you got to be careful. But but I will say one one. Good benefit of doing it the charcoal way is, you know, my wife also has a couple of gardens in the back with vegetables. A lot of that ash you can just put in your garden bed because the organic matter that's still left there is actually going to break down and help some. Who told you that? Hey, I'm I'm not, I I don't have much of a green thumb, but I tell you what, I've been taking some of the ash and the the charcoal and stuff. It's sort of the, you know, in my mind, the same idea that a controlled burn will help grow vegetation. I just take some of the ash, I throw it in the garden and and let some of the rain and everything else kind of wash it through and... And it provides some extra nutrients that you, you can't get on You're Mr. Naturally. Green Thumb. I don't see you in a nursery. No, I'm not in a nursery, but I do have some vegetables. That's oh. going to be going on the grill here pretty well, soon. That's good, yeah, because I've been to the nursery before, and I swear the majority of guys there, it looks like they're going to the electric chair. I mean, it's that bad. Yeah, no, I usually don't go. But I, I do know <laughs> enough that I can I can take some of the ashes and I'll scatter it around the garden and, and that it's going to help things grow there. So All right. well, speak- that's one tip for you there. Let's go, you know, you yeah, can go rock yeah, out this other tip here Yeah, this my tip, speaking of ashes, discard them properly. Either let them burn out the uh, overnight, make sure everything is sealed properly, or put some water on it, wrap it up because— um, How oh, did you learn that lesson? Well— <laughs> if you do put them in a uh, put them in, make sure it's an aluminum bucket. I thought it was an aluminum bucket that I put my ashes in, and I'm all smug. Yeah, see, do it the safe way. Yeah, not like these idiots who burn their houses down. I'm inside, getting a nice beverage. My wife says, "Hey, I think your food's on fire." I'm like, "No, we're, I'm done cooking." I look out, the trash can is on fire because uh, idiot me. It was silver, but it was plastic, not aluminum. <laughs> yes, I, I know. I, I, I still don't know how I, I messed that up, but, um, yeah. I'm a moron. I admit it. My wife call, keeps calling me a moron, but the house didn't burn down because uh, my wife caught it in time. And, and luckily, uh, things have only gotten better since then. So. Oh, yes. Oh, but the ribs turned out great. <laughs> well, that, and, and that's what matters, too. <laughs> yes. So we're going to leave it at that. Next week, we're going to get into some of the food that we love to smoke, some of the stuff that we learned with. And we have a lot of content from different pitmasters around here, from some of the national names you've already heard from in recent weeks. We're going to talk about the ways to, to really cook something good and, and how some oh. of the pros do it. Yeah, and actually was one of the things we're going to talk about. We actually helped each other perfect. Absolutely. So all that is just ahead. Tune in next week for Fired Up with Jake and John. I'm John Doman. I'm Mike Jakaitis. Jake. See you next week. Happy smoking.